Ladies and gentlemen, this picture contains scenes which under no circumstance should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. Hey, welcome back to Caustic Content, the show where two lifelong friends torture each other by trying to find the absolute worst thing streaming on the internet. Uh, I'm Steve, and uh, joining me, as always, Adam Myros. Boy, that description has never felt more apt, Steve. It, it truly is. We uh, we say this frequently, like, oh, we found a new low. Uh, we have found lower than low. This is this is <laughs> we've we've dug through the uh, the the mantle and the core, and we've we've broken out on the other side. That's how deep we've gone here. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's if it's the worst episode we've done, but it's certainly the most goddamn insane. Yeah, absolutely grueling, difficult, uh, and, and another one too where I I don't think I put a lot of thought into it. Um, with with my choice, there was one single reason why I chose it, and I, I, well, well, we'll talk about it. But I, I didn't put a lot of thought into it, and and who knows? Sometimes you you don't even know you're swinging and you hit a grand slam. So. <sighs> you know, I could say the same. I didn't really either. I had this one. I, it was something I stumbled on like a fucking year ago, but I was I was like, it's too short, too short. Well, I'm not going to use it. And then uh, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. This looks batshit. Let's let's go with it. Let's go with it, man. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did. Uh, joining us this week as our third deciding vote to determine the worst film of the week. Colin Tanner. Yeah, guys. Uh, just wanted to say, uh bad dear god what the fuck happened like <laughs> I, I i'm not exaggerating but while uh before we started recording uh we were having a little conversation and i said this is worse than youtube and i'm dead fucking serious worse than youtube it's like the show's name is cost of content and this is no longer <laughs> fulfilling that uh the second half it's not content anymore it's just a blog what the fuck did I watch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vlogging is a new film uh, genre that that has <laughs> made its way onto Amazon Prime. Oh god, there's there's a lot of shit, but this this does kind of feel like extended YouTube video cinema, like just kind of half baked weirdo stupid ideas that probably shouldn't be created. And when we talk about like the whole idea of like the democratization of a film where anybody, everybody pretty much has a cell phone with a camera on it and, and you can make something and it's easy to upload it. It's easy to have people watch it. Easy to get it on Amazon Prime. Like all these things are at your fingertips. Anyone can create content. Anyone can make films. And the problem with that is sometimes just about anyone does <laughs> and maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, I, I like to think of this as like our, our Stranger Danger special because, uh, you know, this would be more effective than any stupid PSA that show your kids in grade school. Just just show your kids these two films and it explicitly tells them why you should never talk to random people on the street. Yeah, don't talk to people on the street. Don't go online. Don't don't watch YouTube. So all the lessons that we've learned today. I'm just so sorry, but I, I don't think you should show either of these to anyone, specifically because they because they're not that they're ineffective. They do change you as a person. You do walk away feeling different than yeah. than when you started. And I no longer can say I hate either of them completely because they're now a part of me. And goddamn it, don't watch them. But 
we should discuss them. They are, um, yeah. we should warn the others. That's right. This is, this is really, we're doing a public service at this point. Uh, so, Myros, what are our rules for this show? Uh, our rules. Uh, we really need to make more, maybe. I don't know. Something, something's got to give here. <laughs> uh, the main rule is we can only use what the streaming service provides us. In, in this case, uh, I relied pretty heavily on reviews because I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a trailer. You know, it, it just kind of seems like generic uh, children's trash fodder at first glance. But the reviews were helpful here. Uh, we can also not select found footage films. Uh, again, as with last episode, I'm, I'm thinking about revisiting this rule because it's just preferable to what we've been picking lately. Uh, the reason we don't use found footage films is because they tend to all be very similar and we like to keep things, uh, very different for you, you folks. You did it! Uh, and we, cert we certainly accomplished that this week. Yeah, uh, we also have what we call the Godfrey Ho Clause, which is to say only one film per director. Uh, we might have to make an exception for David Christians if he ever gets around to uh, finishing his magnum opus, but uh, we'll get around to that. Uh, these also can't be anything either of us have previously seen, and uh, again, that's that's seldom an issue, and certainly uh, not this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, don't, I think we're actually the first people to watch any of these, so <laughs> good on us. Oh, boy. Well, I, I suppose we should just st start with our first film then. Um, Myros, you know, we've, we've done specific children's film episodes before, animation before, but I, I think this is the first time where the words for kids was actually in the title of a movie. So the film that you chose is called Dino World dash T-Rex versus Beasley dash Four kids. <laughs> yes. And, and you said this might feel like extended YouTube, but, you know, upon further examination, that's exactly what this is. These, these people are making like a fucking Spider-Man versus <laughs> El Elsa versus Peppa Pig channel, and they've cut a bunch of these goddamn insane things into a feature-length film. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, if I had to describe this, it, it would be. It would be like the weird, like, child molestery stuff on, on kids' YouTube. Or it's just like, oh, here's Elsa humping a floor lamp. Uh, now let your six-year-old watch this. It's that mixed with, I, I guess, uh, Resident Evil Childhood, which is a, another film that we watched for this podcast, uh, where it has a very uh, DIY homemade feel to it. Like, this is the kind of shit where, you know, maybe in 1994, you would take your parents' camcorder and, and you, would, you would film something like this, uh, albeit without the thick Eastern European accent, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what this is. And if you were to boil it down to its essence, it is a bunch of grown ass men and women, uh, banging toy plastic dinosaurs together and narrating in, uh, thick accents that sound like, I, I believe they're Ukrainian or you said Polish. I think hmm. it's Polish. Okay, it, it, I, I think it sounds like like Borat doing a strong bad impersonation. <laughs> I was thinking either Indian or Nepali, but I don't know because there's some phrases in there. I, no, this is this is way too this this reeks. I think this is Ukrainian. I have I have facts to back it up, but it's it's very like I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think it's Indian. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's it's either Polish or uh, uh, I just want to say. That, I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, uh, 
skip skip <laughs> like the next 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the ending of this film uh film uh work um um piece you might say as an artist would uh <laughs> the uh dinosaur when he comes back to life when his ghost re-enters uh his body after his wife is cursing his corpse um um he says something like um no one else hold your tongue and she's like oh you and i'm like <laughs> i googled it and i'm like there's no answer have you ever heard that phrase before that must be something somewhere. It, I mean, he says it very specifically, and it's supposed to be like a triumphant moment of a dinosaur coming back to life. It's supposed to be like the, you know, bullshit, whatever, Tony Stark shaking his head and like saying something like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you brought that up because another theory that I have about this movie, um, which I, I wouldn't say you should watch it. It's only an hour long, but that's about an hour too long. Maybe give it five minutes so you have some context for what we're talking about here, but the whole thing has a very Google translate feeling to me, <laughs> uh, which isn't to insult our English as a second language filmmakers here. However, uh, this is what it would sound like. Like if you were like, Steve, I need you to make a film in Polish. And I would say, well, I do not speak that language. Uh, so then I would talk, I would speak into like Google translate and it would spit out the Polish version of what I was saying. And then that would be, what I would say. So it has a very otherworldly, just detached feeling to it. And, and I think, especially once you get into things like idioms and the like, none of it translates particularly well. Uh, my personal favorite, though, is uh, one of the dinosaurs that we are treated to is a Spinosaurus. And clearly, because he is a Spinosaurus, and they call him a Spinosaurus, and his name should be Mr. Spiny. But because of a, I'm guessing, Google Translate issue, we call him Spinny or Mr. Spinny. So the entire movie is just like, Spinny, we watch battle for control of the Dinosaur Island. Spinny, where are you? Whoa, hold on. You can't just talk about Dinosaur Island and the battle. I mean, there's a lot of politics going on there, you know, between... Quite a bit of politicking. I would almost say that this is not for kids just because they, they need a flow chart to keep track of the various alliances. This is Dinosaur Game of Thrones. <laughs> Including here. the afterlife. There's also Dominion in the afterlife that we spend extended sequences in. <laughs> including a, a reference that mm -hmm. uh, of the next, we at least know what's going to occur for the next two million years after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, rather ambitious. Uh, another thing that I like too, and this is this is reflected in the description of the film on uh, on Amazon. But <laughs> I, which I, I think I'll just read the description if you guys don't mind. I, they wrote a description. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's a description. The most dreadful predator, Spinosaurus Beasley, has returned to the dinosaurs' valley. Many years ago, Beasley fought for the title of the leader of Spinosaurus with. Mr. Spinney. <laughs> As a result, Beasley was left without a paw. Mr. Spinney convinces, this is supposed to be just T-Rex, but it convinces Tyrex to take part, it's spelled T-I-R-E-X, to take part in the battle for the title of the host of oh. the dino world. Beasley tries to get rid of Tyrannosaurus <laughs> in all sorts of ways. <laughs> all sorts of ways. <laughs> all sorts of ways. Yes, he does. Thank you, director Roman Prakota. Uh, this movie is Black Panther, right? I think it is. 
Maros, honest question. Is this a fucking psyop? What did I watch? <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't fucking know. I uh, this movie is uh, it's insane. It, it, it's completely insane. But I I I get it that you know again if you research this Roman Percota fellow, he he doesn't exist on IMDb. He does exist on YouTube slightly. Something called Island Animation that just features a bunch of this exact shit and sometimes Peppa Pig <laughs> and. Yeah, I I just I have no fucking idea. There's also a short film that that I uncovered called Not Gender, which seems to be uh, made by this gentleman. Uh, oh. Very very strange short nothing where he just like switches gender roles with his girlfriend or something. Uh, it's two minutes long. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, not not worth much uh, investigation. Really, kind of like smashing our preconceived notions about gender. That's good because this is a very like uh, I mean, for the for the point of like you know, uh, just gender, sex, uh, feminism. It's a very progressive movie. T Rex versus Spinny Dino World. Right. So it, it is just literally action figures. <laughs> this movie is just someone fucking found a box of dinosaur action figures at a garage sale and for some reason, set up a bizarre... Uh, or they probably didn't even set up. They just had a terrarium for their fucking turtle and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> decided to stage their dinos together. together. That poor animal didn't ask to be a part of this. I'm beginning to think this isn't a union picture. <laughs> probably, you know, it might not be. That's entirely possible. <laughs> it's like, how many beetles were killed in the making of this film? Yeah, they actually kill beetles. That's true. Well, to be fair, the beetles are probably only exist to be food for the, the turtles. <laughs> yeah, also true. So they just turtle, turtle food. Yeah. I don't want to make fun of the, the way that people are talking because they clearly English isn't their first language. That's fine. You can, you know, you can figure out how to do multiple takes, though. You know, like that's it's inexcusable. Like there's scenes where he's like, please, I'll do anything. And she goes, hmm everything like, <laughs> no <laughs> that wasn't the word uh my favorite line is when the guy dinosaur is hanging out with the girl dinosaur and he says a girl's job isn't to think it's to feel to tend and to take care of those who can think <laughs> that's that's a really good part of the movie i'm gonna just put that as my tinder profile see what happens there <laughs> yeah i i can you upload videos to tinder uh because I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe maybe start with a couple clips from this or maybe just use some stills. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the woman, uh, the woman dinosaur when she said she used to be a cop? It almost sounded like she said that at one point. I have no idea what she could have meant. And I don't turn on the subtitles because I'm not going to do that. You know, if they wanted mm -hmm. me to understand it, they would have got it right the first time. <laughs> Can I share something with you? What? If you turn on the subtitles, it doesn't help. So. No. You're <laughs> It just makes the weird bullshit. You're like, did they just say that? And then it just becomes all the more clear when you have the subtitles. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> the benefit of the subtitles is usually that the audio is, is so horribly mixed that at least you could like turn it down so you don't have to fucking get ear bleed going from these films. Yeah, that helps. That does help. Jesus. Okay, so wait, good things in this movie. Um, it is for the most <laughs> part things. in focus. It's 100% yeah. in focus. Uh, there, there is music. It exists. They, they bought or used some rights-free music. Like uh, two like tracks. Two tracks. <laughs> two tracks. Yeah, there's like the fight rock and roll, and then there's the other song. 
So there's music. It's mostly in focus. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a sharper level of digital than we're used to on this show. Um, I, I think I only saw like the the hands slash sticks they were using to move the dinosaurs a, a few times, maybe four or five times. So for how incompetent it is, it is semi-competently made. So kudos to you, Dino World T-Rex Beasley for kids. <laughs> yeah, it, it's less about competence and more about what the fuck is this movie? Like, yes. what, like who, what is the script they came up with for the Dino Fun Time? Like, <laughs> this, this is a movie about like the insane political machinations of the ancient Earth, and it ends with like the ruler of the fucking underworld possessing a dinosaur and oh, god yeah. damn it. I believe it's like a witch. So yeah, they go to like dino hell and then there's a witch and possession and resurrection and it's um She know. even mentions that she's the reason she becomes a dinosaur is because she just checks with a light, which we assume is God, because she's like in hell and everything's on fire. And when people die, they go there because they did bad things. So they never say hell, but like, what else could it be? And when she learns the dinosaurs well, it's limbo. Gonna... They say limbo like 7,000 times. Oh, that's right. It's supposed to be the in-between in the limbo. And it's like, well, then yeah. why is there so much fire there? Um, but what I love so much about that, which is at one point she just says, these dinosaurs piss me off so much. <laughs> it's like, well, that's not kid friendly <laughs> at all. You're snapping at the dinosaurs for what would they do? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't I don't understand this at all. Remember the date story with the crooked legs and the pimple on her nose? There's like a there's a meat cute in this dino movie that only has action figures that always have their jaws. Perpetually at like a 75 degree angle. Like they're just like, hey, hi, yeah, I'm doing great. And that one guy, he's amazing. He does the voice of Strong Bad poorly, and his son, who is also Strong Bad poorly. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. I don't think there's more than two people doing this. I think it's just nah, I think Roman Prakota and wife. Ah, just fucking doing variations of Strong Bad voice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I found. Roman Prakota's, uh, like I googled him. Bullshit. I I found him on LinkedIn. Um, I, that's that's the best I can do. He seems to be uh, a consultant for Dejarum cigarettes. If you're familiar with those, the the clove cigarettes. Dejarums <laughs> uh, are to cigarettes as this is to film. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Even the other scummy cigarette companies hate that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless, you know, no shade if you're into smoking potpourri, more power to you, I suppose. But, uh, yes. Anyone that's smoking clothes, it's like, all right, where's the 19-year-old? <laughs> we need to separate yeah. you two. We need to make sure she's here of her own will. <laughs> it's like, yeah, great, I get it. I used to be a teenager, too. Come on, man not cool anymore i don't even think you can buy them in the united states i'm pretty sure they're banned in the u.s so no I, you I can still buy them they're just uh, not cigarettes they're cigars oh so they just they changed the wrapping and now they're they're fine okay. just like yeah. malt liquor yeah truly truly well uh yeah i mean t-rex versus beasley again there's there's not a lot out there on this director as far as i could tell there's the short film that myros mentioned 
And then there's his LinkedIn profile. So, and that makes it all the more baffling because if this was a guy that made like uh, Elsa and Pepper Pig meet Spider-Man, like if that was his well, his livelihood of making weird children's YouTube videos, I would understand why this exists. But because it, it truly is a standalone piece, it, it feels like a passion project for him. So I, I would question why this is his passion. See, I think he gave it a, a, a brief shot with this with this Peppa Pig Elsa. <laughs> I, he didn't stick with it. It didn't have huge success. But he does have this Island Animation YouTube channel. I mean, it's he has basically uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, four videos that got over fifty thousand hits. One of which has two hundred and ten thousand hits. But uh, wow. Other than that, it sort of peters out. He never really got to... He didn't hit it big in the uh, the market. I think he was probably a little late for right around when YouTube decided that this was fucking scumbag practice and uh, cracked yeah. out on it. Oh, if he would have gotten into it, if he would have gotten into like the Elsa Spider-Man shit like 2011, 2012, he would have been an unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah, as... His his top video is uh, Peppa Pig uh, Halloween. Mister Pumpkin comes to Peppa Pig's house Halloween for children and kids. Oh man, that's good such title. a good segue. That's such a good segue to the real pumpkin we all saw for three hours. <laughs> I don't think the star of my film that I chose looks like a pumpkin. I think he looks like a sweaty packet of horsey sauce. We're gonna so. do a callback later, and he looks like a pumpkin. So. <laughs> But your dinosaur movie, which is it's it's I, I think you guys really are underselling um, this. This film has a lot of layers like it's about political turmoil, as you as you recommended. Where It's a very interesting hierarchy of, of two separate species of dinosaurs, which um, the, the rules for this, this, this society is that there are no rules. And then you fight the leader who has no power, except he has to fight other dinosaurs constantly, possibly to the death. And go <laughs> yeah i i don't know there's no ramification like the the political structure isn't well thought out in this thing where two people bang uh, action figures together oddly enough because beasley has lost prior to the start of the film wouldn't he be banished why is he allowed to just come back and re-challenge that doesn't seem like a very logical rule in the animal kingdom there but uh and, and then <laughs> a after he again loses he he just kind of wanders around the rest of the movie like finding a magic rock to control fucking like brachiosaurus. <laughs> is that what was happening with that stone? I didn't know what yeah. the fuck that meant. They're just like, is that we're going to bring them back to life? Like I just. No, it's a magic stone that controls the minds of the, the plant eating dinosaurs. And then for some reason, the, <laughs> uh, the witch in limbo wants the stone to transform it into. <laughs> The meteor that will destroy the dinosaurs. <laughs> we have two things happening. Both films are about, uh, you know, apocalyptic scenarios, which you would never guess given the fact that their budgets are probably like zero. <laughs> like just straight uh, well, up zero. Well, one of these claims a budget. Well, I, I don't much buy it, but. No way. What's the budget for <laughs> Uh, well, we'll get into it when we get into the film. This movie is, I would not be able to tell you a claimed budget because it doesn't exist on IMDb. Roman Prakota does not exist on IMDb. I mean, it might be a little uh, 
pricey to get these high quality dino action figures. But beyond that, uh, <laughs> let me ask you something here. So we can figure out the budget. Let's work. So you go to a yard sale. Uh, there is a plastic Rubbermaid tote uh, full of dinosaurs. How much you pay for it? Ten bucks? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I would say maybe it's a little higher because some of the, the figures are like pretty good. But yeah, that being good. said, like probably the the highest quality figure is probably Beasley himself, and he's mm-hmm. missing an arm. So that really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some of them do have some scuffed eyes. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's let's overestimate. Okay, so let's say he paid fifty dollars for a plastic tub full of dinosaurs. Uh, he's got a pretty basic HD camera, looks nice and sharp. Let's say he paid five hundred dollars for that, and then he's got a turtle terrarium, which I assume he already had. Uh, let's say, but he, we could factor it in. He wrote it off for as an expense for this film. This is true, but like initial costs. So, I mean, probably like right around a thousand dollars, I would say, of investment into oh. T Rex Beasley <laughs> Dino World for kids. No way. I mean, I'm, not I'm really. Yeah, this is just yeah. This is like anything he could consider an expense because he could say the turtle was an expense. The turtle's food for a year was an expense. Yeah. Uh, and the camera's an expense. Probably all these things are, are stuff he already owned, but, you know, he could he could theoretically call it the budget of this project. The camera. Like, that is a probably a newer Samsung phone that he's, or, or something with a kickstand that he's just, he's got the autofocus just right. So he can, and then lighting, <laughs> so he can play with his little action figures that are pretending to smell roses. See, I, I would think you're on to something except for the bulk of his uh the bulk of these youtube videos uh, oh, yeah. are you know four or five years old i'm I'm not sure if the the smartphone camera quality was quite there yet <laughs> I think, like i was gonna say you gotta understand something as a failed youtuber with many videos that have like high you know view counts it doesn't mean shit it just means if you'll click down went uh and then they went and did something else. It's basically the equivalent of, uh, you know, having a view count on your web zone or whatever. Right. <laughs> These couldn't have possibly made money because he, the channel only has 3,000 subscribers and the videos that have any views are all under five minutes. So they're very hard to monetize such things to begin with, <laughs> even before they were uh, policed by YouTube for illegally uh, marketing to minors. <laughs> <laughs> But Amazon has no such scruples, so uh, illegally market to minors all you want. I feel like <laughs> we're we're playing like Punch Out, and it's like, oh, Glass Joe, yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty cool, or you know, uh, uh, Hurricane Helms or whatever. And it's like, no, you need to see like whatever his name was, like Altabo Muscle or whatever. You want to see the cool characters? I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but they're both horrible films. But I have a lot more to say about the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much weirder. It's so much weirder. I have so many more questions. I know what happens when you take action figures and put a camera in front of them. Like, whatever. I don't know what the next thing is, even. Well, it's it's truly a special work of art. Let's just say that. Uh, the second film that we chose, well, it's it's listed as simply Anonymous. <laughs> I forgot that's the name. However, in the credits itself, and uh, also uh, from the filmmaker's website, uh, we learned that the full title is, in fact, Anonymous Volume 1 The Dreamland Adventures The Mysteries of Atlantis. 
Whoa, so it's like yeah. bullshit. It's like a, it's there's like three subtitles going on here. Um, and this and and this is if you were to explore Mr. David Christensen's uh, his website, his world, if you will, you will soon learn that Anonymous is not a standalone film. Oh no! Oh no! No, it's not even in just not even in volume. What is it a standalone? <laughs> oh no! It is a a multimedia empire, if you will, with alleged planned additional volumes, spin-offs, video games, you name it. And David Christians is dreaming it. And I'm sure you're saying, Steve, this, this just looks like a run-of-the-mill piece of shit. What makes it so special? And there are two things. Uh, the first, and the reason that I chose it, without even looking at the trailer or anything else, is it is three hours long. Three. <laughs> One, two, three hours long. This is the Andre Rublev of fucking <laughs> shitty caustic content movies. Three fucking hours. But where could you cut, Steve? Where could you cut? You simply couldn't. I mean, the answer is any point is fine. <laughs> um, and then there's what the movie actually is. It's, uh, it's a one-man show. It's the, the, the yep. crap's last take of caustic content um it is a guy just carrying a gopro around talking <laughs> to himself and then the responses are like because he's like a secret agent so the responses that he or things that he's responding to they're not actual human beings talking to him it is a pair of text-to-speech operatives i guess would be the best way to describe them which is just like a text-to-speech bot with a Scottish accent and then a woman text-to-speech bot. Yeah, something similar to what we saw with the, the first Armageddon a couple episodes back. Yeah, very similar, very similar, uh, but without all that beautiful animation, and it's three times as long. And where was uh, the yeah. music? <laughs> I, I just don't... I don't know if you're selling this strong enough. I mean, it, it really is like a, a profound modern tale of, of loneliness uh, beginning insanity you know told through this man's journey through the american west say, are, you, are you talking about camera. my response to this movie because that's how i felt <laughs> lonely and insane yes would he yes. would his camera survive the journey it, i'm not sure it, it, it sure was chugging that was the yeah. that was the great fucking I don't know. The tension in the film was just like, oh, God, is this camera going to crap out? Is it going to survive? <laughs> yeah, it was um, something truly special. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin, because the other part of this, too, is it's kind of like a weird, like conspiracy theorist. I don't know. It's like a mixture of Tom Clancy-esque like <laughs> procedural no man uh, like like you know whatever like secret agent <laughs> bullshit but and i'm overselling it mixed with you know silly x-files monster of the week uh conspiracy stuff and then rolled into some bizarro right-wing politics but again it's it's made by a garbage bag full of mayonnaise with a face drawn on it holding a gopro <laughs> And it's impenetrable. It's all dialogue where it's just like, oh, he set the GoPro down on the passenger seat of his rental car and then talked for 20 minutes about nothing. I, I love how it starts with a uh, fucking text scroll that is like complete madness and filled with like typos. 
including his own name, which is Hartwell L. Schwartz. And instead of the middle initial L, it just says E L L E. What in the fuck? Really great. <laughs> That's oh my not God. your middle name, friend. And yeah, then the after the text scroll uh, and like a fucking absurdly long credit sequence filled with piercing noises. Uh, the first like 10 minutes of the movie are just like the exact same thing as the text crawl uh, over again. I'm like, what, what in yeah. the fuck is happening? <laughs> I, I just, I kind of want to read this off his website, the story of the dreamland adventures. I mean, it's a little oh, long, do. but I, I feel like we got to get the listeners in, in the frame of mind for what we're even talking about here. Cause it's, it's almost impossible to describe the ramblings of, of Hartwell Schwartz. Oh, it's easy, dude. <laughs> it's very easy because have you ever seen that uh, uh, Tim Heidecker project, Decker? It's just Decker. Oh, there are moments where I, I early in the film, I'm like, oh, is this a piss take? Because he's like, t he's on the phone with his wife, uh, quote unquote, <laughs> which is a text to speech bot. And he's like, oh, my fly broke. I'm going to need some new pants. And then he's like, well, the door to the piss <laughs> cannon's busted. Need me some new pants. I'm like, what? What the fuck is this? Is this like... This is comedy. What, what is happening here? No, like, I gotta stop over and get me Decker. some donuts because those cops always need donuts, especially when our fucking piss dam is busted. I'm like, what? What is dude? <laughs> my favorite scene is where he comes back and listens to the message where they tell him that they have his wife and they're gonna like just have a bunch of people sleep with his wife so he won't want her anymore. Except it's like a very gross and like terms that no one would use and. There's a scene where he comes back to his car and re-listens to the same message. And it's like, dude, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, Yeah, his, his wife has been kidnapped by the feuder nationals and uh, infected with a virus that is going to make her sleep with the men constantly until Hartwell <laughs> Schwartz no longer loves her. Uh, yeah. That is that is the message. All right. Now, I do want to read this because, again, <laughs> uh, we, we can't do it justice. So, uh, the story of the Dreamland Adventures, uh, story, it, it starts with a sentence that, that really, that really ties things together. I think, uh, based on unworkable events. Yes. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> Wait, what? That, that is his, his tagline for this. It based on unworkable events. You'll see this in many places throughout his website. Um, it, it, these are unworkable events if you're if you're trying to construct the film. I'll grant you that. Uh, these are stories that introduce the feuder nation of Antarctica from the life of Hitler after his escape to South America as his final attempt at world domination. What becomes of the encounters of the unexplained phenomena and the furthest stretches to worlds far out in the universe, far beyond, is all in battlegrounds. A new leader from Hitler's elite who escaped captivity after World War II is called the Feuder. His identity is anonymous and unknown. His powers limitless. Taking place during 2014, a coterie of Islamic origins of terrorism inside Germany, combined with South American fascists, has infiltrated the governments of the world. These coterie members mm. leak vital secrets devise invasions, prison breaks, and plots to control the world. New revelations of the submerged continent of Atlantis surfaced with reports of alien technology buried below. This region of land stretching into the edge of Florida and the Cuban islands is a key area into the search for alien technology with the feuder nationals gaining control of the search. Uh, 
What? I, uh, maybe I, uh, I, I feel like I want to continue. I, I say, well, this is going long. Maybe I'll cut it short. Nope. I'm going to read the whole fucking thing. Cause Why? It, it, just, it keeps spiraling. <laughs> the, NASA, the NASA black projects division called black ties is a dark side of NASA that is in control of the laws above the president. <laughs> These majestic agents since the Roswell crash have been seeking out ancient bases in our solar systems, as well as using space vortexes created by alien visitors to search the universe. This NASA division is the pivotal place into a possible threat to the world. Legend has it that Hartwell Schwartz, the grandson of a military officer during the Roswell incident, was abducted by aliens and implanted with sensitive implants that force him to travel through the universe into what is called a projected materialized halogram, <laughs> where, where his body is left on Earth as a container. During these abductions, Hartwell is transported to various planets throughout the universe. A prophecy is told, says that his abductions are the fate of the world. Okay. Uh, after the Roswell crash, a secret base now known as the infamous Area 51 called Dreamland was created for aliens to visit. Mm. It's a center. <laughs> Kirby lives there. Light alien beings walk about freely without compromise or contamination and where all sorts of testing and reverse technology is conducted by the dark NASA division called Black Ties. Uh, <laughs> during the 1970s, at the height of nuclear and atomic testing between Russian nations and the United States, light alien beings declared the Earth's system to be in a neutral state, where no visitors would be permitted to land or occupy. This made sure to the terms of absolute denial by all Earth governments of the existence of aliens. This is just turning into the ultimate warrior. This is what this is Jim Helwig just screaming into the camera. Yeah, if, if you were to, after every line, if you said Hulk Hogan, I would believe this was an ultimate warrior promo. The questions now come as to what the future nationals will do and who will be in control of these circumstances. The end. That's the story of the Dreamline Adventures. Oh. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I just thought it was like, so as far as I could tell what the story was, he had to get like a briefcase and then he had to like use a blowtorch on a crystal and then he had to find alien eggs and then um, Hillary's emails. That that was the movie, right? Oh my God, I forgot uh, yeah. about that part. There's so much. He kills somebody and then he calls up the front desk to be like, oh yeah, the whatever he says, like the political correspondent, he's a bit depressed or whatever he calls up. It doesn't make any sense. He's like trying to imitate Arnold Schwarzenegger, but has no idea what the beats should be. He just knows that a movie is like three hours. That's like a long movie, right? I filmed so much. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like I, I tried to break this movie down. Like how, what, what are the different segments? <laughs> and the best that I can think of is there's like an intro and then there's the airport stuff. And then there's the, the forest stuff. And then there's like the rock stuff. And then there's the city hotel stuff. So if you break it down, like it's, uh, like Super Mario Brothers into oh, yeah. different worlds. Mm -hmm. It it kind of it kind of gives it a little bit more structure, but ultimately you have to understand that none of this matters because it really is him just monologuing. Like what Myros was just reading. Yeah, it's that guy saying that stuff, mm -hmm. and then a Scottish text to speech goes, 
Oh yeah. Mm, Haggis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's not that's you know, and I wouldn't be that mad about it if I didn't see his fucking ass. Why do I have to see that guy's ass? <laughs> oh, you had to see his ass. He had to take that bubble bath, baby. And then his girlfriend, oh, yeah. or whoever that woman was, poor That's her. Not, he just, this man does not have a girlfriend. Are you he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's a line in the movie where he says that because of his like partial alien DNA, that he impregnated her by hugging her. And I think that honestly, <laughs> he thinks that's how you have sex and impregnate a woman. He couldn't get a single person to read a fucking line of his bad shit script. You know, like he just, he must be the loneliest man alive. He's living in a goddamn single room apartment for the last 20 years, like fucking brain poisoning slowly by the <laughs> internet. Yeah. And his fucking, yeah, his fucking room that smells like stale fucking Fritos. And then somehow the only uh, like real person that you see other than him in this movie is at the end, you finally get to see his wife. <laughs> is, oh man! Like, oh, my sexy Russian bride. Uh, her name's like Fantasy Boner Maker or something like that. And it's this woman who he must have. You want to know where the budget is here? He already owned the GoPro. Uh, he was probably just so travel expenses and a lot then, of travel. I mean, he seemed to have rented yeah. like thirty cars over the course a lot of this. A lot of rented cars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but his main expense too. was. <laughs> Paying this woman who played his wife for the last like five minutes of the movie because, and we've talked about this on caustic content before, you know, normally these movies are made on the cheap, which means you can't just go, hey, actress that I'm not paying in this weird low budget movie, can you show your titties? Like, it just doesn't happen because most people are like, no, you fucking creep. And this guy, <laughs> he paid a woman in his stupid three hour long psycho movie to take off her shirt. This is, you want to talk about unlikely titties. This is the most unlikely titty. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a fucking split second at the end of the movie too. It's like, why? Yeah. Why is this even in yeah. here? It's so fucking uncomfortable when she's like fucking like climbs on top of him. I'm like, oh God, no, Jesus I was like, Christ. Oh, please. Can you, can you please go back to having sex by just hugging? <laughs> this, is, this is also a movie where just maybe 20 minutes before then, he's getting a report that he has to go into the forest because there's a ton of Bigfoot out there. And they repeat it like, oh yeah, a ton of Bigfoot. Tons of them. Yeah, well, he was arrested. Some, something <laughs> happened that caused the Pacific Northwest to uh, start changing and I, I now there's like gray alien landscapes and and sasquatch everywhere uh I, sure I, I, okay yeah again this movie is just one step beyond like the whole part where he's in the woods and being stalked by an aggressive sasquatch <laughs> that was the point where i i turned the corner i was like i was suffering up until that point and at that point i just snapped and I, I just, I went along for the ride laughing the entire rest no, this of the is, This is what this movie is. It's like, I think everyone who watches this, if you watch it like beginning to end, you have a point where your brain has been completely melted down. And then it's like when the Joker sprays you with his, his like crazy Joker gas that just makes you like <laughs> laugh and turn into the Joker. That's what happens. Like you lose your mind. And for me, it was when, uh, you know, Agent Mayonnaise fucking was just tripping over rocks in the desert somewhere by the Grand Canyon in Area 51 or wherever the fuck he said. <laughs> Roswell. And then he just like, Roswell, yeah. And then he, oh. he lights off some firecrackers. He's like, <laughs> oh, shit. And at that point, I broke completely. I just was like <laughs> laughing. 
hysterically. That was, a, that was pretty batshit because he was like standing into like a small closed cave and he's like, toxic waste is everywhere. It's leaking down into Roswell. <laughs> and, and the bot is like, you must deactivate the toxic waste. And again, he's in a fucking tiny ass cave and he just lights off a shitload of fireworks that are like sparking all over his ass. I'm like, this guy's going to light himself on fire and it's going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened in human history. <laughs> Dude. It it's insane. Well, and, and you know what? The other thing I will say about this is like, horrible like just brain melting shit <laughs> completely impenetrable story with wild right-wing reactionary politics just sprinkled everywhere where you're like what the fuck where did that fucking come from <laughs> but, the level of dedication here is stunning and you would think like a movie where a guy just sets a gopro on the passenger seat of his car and talks is not like a high effort thing it is it's very reminiscent of of like right-wing political youtubers where they just babble for six hours and somehow get like millions of views but the thing is here is there's a weird level of dedication whether it's him like renting five different cars throughout the course of the movie or uh the, like the bizarre steps he goes to to create like his fucking crystal neutralizer and there's all these little things where you could tell that this fucking loser spent entirely too much time thinking about and executing small props in his psycho movie. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's one thing wild. we didn't factor into our budget is that he must have bought like five hundred dollars worth of like NASA stickers and patches and, and a keychain laser pointer of a spaceship <laughs> too. That's fun. <sighs> The thing that drove me nuts about this movie is that he apparently works for the CIA, right? And then the CIA picks him up because he leaks information, but they let him go after torturing him because he's just so good with the software. I don't know what any of that means. And we had to sit through like all of this weird emo, you know, self-torture scene with him having blood coming out of his mouth and be like, uh... Just kill right. me. Uh, I want to no one. There's no one there to torture him because he doesn't communicate with humans and, and <laughs> that's another factor that we need to to yes. establish i think is that there is the supporting cast well uh, the supporting cast of two people who uh, uh one of which plays two murder victims uh the same fat old guy with a goatee and uh <laughs> and then this woman who he hopefully paid a great sum to to uh, touch him and uh, take her shirt off uh but this like when steve describes it as He's tooling around with a GoPro and monologuing. He's not talking. He's never talking. Like, he does not talk <laughs> into the camera at any fucking point in the movie. It's just VO. It's VO of him doing this, that, and the other. And so you would be like, oh, he's he's smart enough not to shoot for sound because he's fucking shooting no. in, like, a, a convertible or something. No. He's not, he's not speaking any dialogue into the fucking camera mic and he's also I, he's also constantly monologuing so there's constant speech over the entire film uh, whether it's text to speech which is about 40% or 60% of him just spewing madness uh, but he did in fact shoot for sound even though he wasn't using the microphone to spew madness he was just using it to like make fucking horrible beeping and like impossible <laughs> wind noise and like the part where he's driving around in his car and has the, the fucking like 14 inch subwoofers going or it's just like <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
So, yeah. Did you like the scene where he just listens to a high-pitched sound for like 30 seconds? It's just like the most irritating sound I've ever heard in this, in this movie. It's He just presses a button and holds it to his ear. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. And I just was, I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I watching? What is happening in my life? You know, so... Every time he goes to, like, diffuse something, which is uh, a common occurrence in this goddamn film. That could blow the world. <laughs> this fucking beeping. It's like, eh, 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 like, over and over again. There's, like, uh, fucking a, a solid hour of this where it's, like, impossible to listen to anything. And, yeah. and the bad guys, who, the reason he's doing all of this is because the bad guys have his wife. And so he has to listen to them. And they also have this other thing which is a bomb that'll blow up the earth. The AMP. Why don't they use that as leverage? You could use that against anybody. Why do you need to use this guy? Why do you need to steal his wife? What the fuck do Colin, you care? Because of his special alien hybrid biology, he's the only man who can control the <laughs> AMP, which makes it me question as to why it's in a danger at any point. Like he, the whole plot is, as I could interpret it, again, good luck. But yeah. The whole first act is him like, oh, no, they're they're blackmailing me for this AMP. So he's working with his Russian pal Pavel uh, to <laughs> retrieve the AMP from its its location in Portland, Oregon. And he he takes it to the Russians. Right. He, he gives it to the Russians and then is arrested. But uh, <laughs> that would seem to be the resolution of the AMP plotline. Right. He, he gave it to his buddies. Uh, the danger is over, but I, I don't know what happens after that, frankly. It, it, it completely, it, the whole rest of the film seems to still revolve around this AMP, but I have no idea why. Uh, 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 uh. And what about the uh, betrayal scene where he's just sitting out looking at a train going by and he's talking to the Scottish guy. He's like, yeah, but what's the point anymore? You know, it sucks because I'm not going to lose another bender to you. You know, like all this weird, like supposed to be friendly backstory. Everything is off camera when he's like, you have no idea what I escaped from, you know, and he'll monologue for a good 13 minutes just with a thousand yards there. <laughs> like the entire time, I just kept thinking you could put up the, like the CNN graphic and it's like 13 dead FBI releases manifesto. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing about this, that it, it feels like. Like a, a like a strange school shooter slash mass shooter manifesto. That's yes. like this is a cry for help. Oh yeah, three hours. My God. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, oh boy, I'll I'll be sure to keep an eye on what David Christians is doing in the future, and it's equally likely that he finishes his like eighteen part fucking madness screed of uh, like he could legitimately film a hundred hours of this fucking bullshit, and it would not surprise me at all. <laughs> but. On the other hand, it, it would be equally likely that the next time we hear of him is because he's on the news for having uh, shot 18 people in a mall in fucking <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. Or or, yeah. or it could be a funny crime. Like he was like hitting the Hollywood sign with his dick or something. You know, like, ah, oh, what were you doing, yeah. you crazy loon? You know, man, uh, man arrested for hugging women on the street and screaming, you're pregnant now. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine being at that fair and just seeing this man who looks like a fucking pumpkin? I told you would come back. <laughs> he looks like a fucking pumpkin walking around with a fake badge, wearing an earpiece, talking to himself about plans. Like, what do you do yeah. with a guy like that? I, I don't know. Imagine also if you're like at the fucking... 
Yeah, you head out for a nice hike in the forest. Did you see this asshole <laughs> with fucking jinkos that are like three <laughs> sizes too large? And it's it's meant to be like a NASA suit, but it's just like a horribly tight hooded sweatshirt with a NASA patch stitched onto it and giant yeah, jinkos stylish. that are like hanging way off his ass. And he's hiking around the fucking forest wearing this goddamn ridiculous garb, yammering about Sasquatch followed him. Wouldn't you just be like, okay, honey, we're going to have to, <laughs> that's the end of the vacation. We're headed home. We got to get the fuck away from this madman. For, to, because you have to go to Antarctica because Hitler's alive. Like there's so much going on that it's, you just can't like every second is insane. Like when he's inside of the sleeping bag, inside of the Bigfoot moment, and he's talking to the camera. I have no idea what he was saying, but his eyes communicated everything. <laughs> if you know what I mean, he get help. It's not bad. You know, like I am worried about that guy. He legitimately scares me. <laughs> he seems in case he's finding this because, you know, he's got those Google alerts on. Oh, he's definitely got the Google alerts. This is the biggest problem is, you know, if he does decide to, uh, you know, turn to violence, I feel like we're going to be his targets. So uh, just, done this, we Steve. love Anonymous Volume 1, The Dreamland Adventures, The Mysteries of Atlantis. I am sorry, Hartwell Schwartz. You are an incredible person. Steve, you better sound more sincere. His strength has gone up by 20%, and this is only oh, chapter God. one. That was only the first injection. <laughs> that just reminded me. Again, I could just... I could talk about this movie for fucking five hours, because it, every time you think about it, some new memory comes flooding back. Like, when he is uh, retrieving the AMP by just riding an elevator, uh, and, <laughs> and the VO is like... My God, the radiation. I must have gained 40 pounds. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's gained 40 yeah. pounds in his ventures to pick up this briefcase. <laughs> I mean, you, you've seen those guys that uh, survived uh, Chernobyl, you know? The first thing that happens is they put on 40 pounds. <laughs> I was hoping it would just, like, cut to, like, like he had shot this video, like, four years prior or something. And it's, like, hard cut to the newer footage where he's gained 40 pounds. <laughs> the radiation. <laughs> We, we have to talk about his outfits because, the, like I said, he looks like a pumpkin in that one scene. But then later, he looks like Speed Racer. <laughs> like, he's wearing, like, this white outfit. Yeah, that's his like, Jenkos. <laughs> yeah, those are his Jenkos, yeah. What about his, his COVID uh, swag? Like, he's got, the, <laughs> he's got the gator, and then he's got the, like, the cool Bane mask to keep the COVID out. Hell that yeah. pretty good. And his weird ass, like '80s wraparound pro wrestling sunglasses, oh, like he's fuck fucking yeah. Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> we should oh. explain that there are there is a scene where he goes on a mass shooting. What is that yeah, gun he has? By the way, that's that's what I want to know. What is this gun? Because it's <laughs> it's not a toy gun, and he's not using fucking digital muzzle flashes when he's shooting this fucking thing off at night at the. The planes. <laughs> oh God! Uh, like, is it a gun? It's very strange. It looks like he, like the fucking banana clip he attached to it was through some bizarre, like <laughs> contraption. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm scared that it's an actual gun. <laughs> I think it's a real gun, and he's just shooting blanks. That's that's what I figured. Oh but. God, no! <laughs> what? Yeah, that he has a machine gun in his possession. That, that's that's what we're yeah. surmising. <laughs> I mean, we have to mention blanks are dangerous. They actually are very, very dangerous. Yeah. So they're lucky that ask, he ran ask up. fucking Brandon Lee, man. <laughs> like, that's Seriously. serious shit. And yeah. he shot near a child, like very close to a child, point blank at the guy. 
and right next to the guy was a child. I don't know why that seems important. Then the Scottish guy's like, don't worry, they yeah. weren't actually good people. But that's this weird <laughs> Scottish robot that just sounds like, I don't know, Ringo Starr burnt his tongue? <laughs> like It just doesn't sound like a real Scottish version. And it's not supposed to be a Scottish version. It's supposed to be a Russian person. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pavel, I thought Pavel was the other a robot or is, or is that guy supposed to be Russian too? Are they both supposed to be Russian? Who the fuck's the other guy? I thought it was just Pavel. No, there's the, the there's the lady voice too. I thought oh, the well, lady there's was a lady voice. Yeah, but pa- there's there multiple male voices? I, I don't know. I just thought there was the one. Okay, yeah, maybe he's it Russian. Is, maybe Pavel. He's Russian. I think it's Scottish, but sure. And these are all robots to be clear. We need it like yeah, these well, are I mean, we don't know if they're if they're I don't think like in Dreamland Chronicles or whatever the fuck if, if it's canon that they're robots, I, I just think that they're text-to-speech people. Like, they're supposed to represent real people, right? Yeah, Pavel is is a Russian. He's the father of, of uh, fucking <laughs> Hartwell Schwartz's wife. They met in some sort of operation. He considers okay, him a son. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's a okay, weird that subject. He considers you yeah. a son? David Christians, please don't murder us if you own a gun. Yeah, no, he considers him a son, and he also uh, declared that all of his daughters w- belong to Hartwell Schwartz as wives. That that was hell, yeah, yeah. yeah he said all three of his daughters. Yeah, I yeah. knew I heard that. It was so <laughs> weird. Nothing about this movie's normal. Like if, no. if, like if they went to a drive-through and they were supposed to get like a cheeseburger, it'd be like, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. I want it grilled, if you know what I mean. Maybe a slice or two between the buns, if you please, and. Wait, we have to talk about the outfit one more time. Very, very important. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> All of them. He wears a fedora throughout the, oh, the entire time, movie. Man. He thinks the fedora is doing it for him. He thinks it's like the look. That's how you know. And also, he doesn't understand the hierarchy uh, or even like the chain of command or power within like the United States government at all because he thinks like the or CIA maybe you does. don't understand it, Colin. Yeah, maybe you don't understand, buddy. That's what it comes down to. My reality, it's been shattered. The thing is that when you see this guy, when you see David Christians and you think about like all this deranged bullshit that we've just told you about, he's living it, man. Like he looks exactly like a guy who would make this, <laughs> you know? Right. The biggest surprise about David Christians in this film is that he went out hiking I'm like, wow, he he got up that mountain. Holy shit. (laughs) The fact that this wasn't shot in a single indoor location, (laughs) that's the most shocking part of the whole film. Very impressive. I will say, Colin, you'll be happy to know that he, uh, the only difference between uh, version 1.0 Anonymous and Dreamland Adventures 1.1 Deathblow, which he uh, has already released a trailer for and uh, seemingly is is about to release. He he made a tweet saying he was putting it up on Vimeo, but it's no longer up. So maybe he decided it was it just needed some more editing because that's Uh-oh. certainly something he's doing. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah one point <laughs> one one point one death blow. You you will be happy to know that he has in fact traded his fedora for like a pork pie hat and a Hawaiian shirt, and everything else seems to be unchanged. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Great. I like how he names his movies like anime. That, that makes sense, too. That's that what I was thinking. I was like, uh, yeah. Melty Blood. Dot Hack Volume 4-2, or like whatever they do, like a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> oh, Kingdom Hearts 2.7. What's that? Is that between 2 and 3? No, it's actually number 6. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing that really pissed me off the most. 
if I may. I realize I'd, I'd actually written this down. I want to make sure that I got this. There's a scene where he is being released from torture and he is talking to the Scottish guy and he's trying to perform this well. And I don't know why he would write this dialogue because he could play the dialogue. Wait a minute. We have to explain one really important thing is that the dialogue, even though it's always in the right scene, it's always completely out of sync. Like never match it. Like they're talking over each other yes. constantly. Which rest assured, had you used subtitles, this would uh, destroy your experience even further <laughs> because it is goddamn insane. <laughs> they just like lag like 10 minutes. Behind. It's fucking a ridiculous nightmare. It's like a 7.5 font and it's just like an entire like 4K screen. <laughs> I don't think it changes anything though. Like, I mean, I, I took this, yeah, I took that screenshot that I, I posted to our group chat and it's just like, I don't know. It looks like a, a still from <laughs> Prodigy's like smack my bitch up video. It's just like distorted wide angle, wide angle lens with a fedora man two inches away and the subtitles say Hitler's elite has risen. She has like a third eye up above her nose on her forehead. Oh yeah. That seems uh, normal. Yeah. That probably was delivered like five minutes earlier, but it doesn't matter because it's not delivered in, it's not synced to anything, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. So it's when, just overlaid. Yeah. when they release him, when they release him and he, this supposed to be a big dramatic moment. He's like, is that what you're saying? Yes. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes. If that's what you're saying to me, let's go. Yes. It's like, dude, you could have written anything other than just yes. It was like the Simpsons episode, you know, with like Mr. Burns when he goes, yes. The, I don't know. It's a Simpsons reference. It, that's a common thing, too. He does the same thing where he repeats dialogue like in the open where he's like, I'm leaving NASA and joining the CIA, Pavel. <laughs> Uh, but first, I'm going to go down with my lady and watch the fireworks. And Pavel goes, fun, fun times. <laughs> and he's like, well, but first, I got to step off to Alaska. Fun, fun times. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And you what can, a great film. You can use software that changes inflection. Like, just as you want to do multiple uh, takes because, I mean, they have, like, stuff Sir, out there. Sir, he's clearly utilizing the free trial version of whatever software he has. <laughs> this is like he's got the fucking Windows 98 Bonzi buddy doing all of his dialogue. Uh, Dude, his okay. Dialogue. And this is also really important is that there are scenes where, for no reason, the image is doubled, but also... Um, because his camera was dying. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I thought maybe some of that glitching was, like, intentional, but it became clear pretty quick that it was not because... No one would intentionally, like, make this weird, like, mirrored box, like, just randomly appear in the frame, <laughs> uh, blocking other things. It's like, what, Unless, is, what is this? Yeah, it's like, it's like his camera was overheating. Nope. It was really weird. There's a good reason, I think, because for multiple instances, this cuts to photographs of Adolf Hitler. And I think when he submitted the movie, they're like, hey, you need to remove... This uh, our, our you know algorithm says you have to get rid of this scene, this scene, this scene, just to get automatically approved. And he didn't give a fuck, so he just like doubled the uh, image and then just shrunk it down and held it as a frame, so that like it just like takes over that s section because it's like whenever Hitler is being talked about, it seems to happen a lot. And my favorite part is that when he doubled that uh, file, he clearly also doubled the audio because there's echoing in the movie for no fucking reason. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I ended up like stopping uh, like the Amazon Prime video stream and like 
refreshing it a couple different times during certain scenes because there was weird like audio doubling and echoing going on that I couldn't figure out. And I thought I thought it was on my end. I didn't know why it was happening, but uh, g- glad to hear that it was just fucked up <laughs> because he didn't have access to the original version of the movie. Like it must have he just exported it and deleted it so he could install, I don't know, Rainbow Six or some bullshit. Right. <laughs> and uh, so and so his only copy, he has like blank out things oh, and he doesn't realize that he has to check track two and mute it or delete it because it's just doubling the audio. See, I, I, I. I'm now intrigued as to what's the more insane fucking solution to this. Is it just that he kept his camera on for like 700 <laughs> hours straight while he fucking traveled around the country and it like started to melt and ruin all of his footage? Or Very did he feasible. go through and edit in these things that look like they don't look like fucking stylized glitches. They're just like huge blurry blotches and not again not like a gaussian blur like oh we're gonna protect this person's face because of course they wouldn't give my fucking lunatic ass rights to put it in the film no he'll be like he's standing in a bathroom like looking in a mirror and like the the like (laughs) bottom left corner will all of a sudden be like a a horribly blurred mirrored image of the entire frame and you're like what the fuck is happening (laughs) like if this is intentional I don't know. I don't know if that's more insane than the other explanation, but either way, this is this is some top-notch insane bullshit. I think he he um, uh, created a mask like in Adobe Premiere, so he created a bunch of like scenes and he put it together, um, like we were talking about earlier. And then when he created a mask, he actually put that image over it again. Uh, because he had no idea how to like block out this image otherwise. Like, and that's why, because it looks exactly the same as the image we're already seeing on screen every time. Like it's like, yeah. a, it's a picture within the picture of the exact same picture, just slightly distorted and like frozen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I lean towards the glitch, like the I lean towards the camera error because I think that the other explanation posits way more effort than he put Ooh. into post-production. And also it posits that someone at Amazon like screened this and said, oh, there are problems with this because fuck off. They didn't fucking Amazon doesn't give a tin fuck. And if they had seen this film, they would have immediately removed the entire thing, not giving it notes <laughs> to correct small issues. Maybe he used um, he must have used slip and uh, uh, and just, you know, fucked it up because he duplicated the same mask over and over and over again or, or whatever. And. So he's moving the image. He's keeping the effects in the same locked position with different. Um, so he's just repeating the effects. And you're just like, why is this blurred out at this moment? It's because he was trying to blur out something else previously. I don't know. It's like this weird ineptitude that just creates this three hour ramble where he's part of the CIA, NASA, he's married, and you don't see any of it. <laughs> like, it's amazing. He has this amazing life off camera. And we just see the parts in between where he drives. <laughs> oh, what a movie ah uh, yeah steve i think we should probably, <laughs> probably wrap we're gonna, we're gonna have to wrap it up here i mean it really you know where else what else is there to talk about everything oh uh, every scene yeah the commentary let's do a commentary on this <laughs> oh yeah by the way the one review on imdb is uh it happens to be from an account called the uh, love sent business which uh just just uh, you know might be a coincidence but the production company uh, of David Christians is called Love Sent Five. Um, 
Um, yeah, but the, this was a 10 out of 10, and it says, uh, great movies that are real. I thought the movie was the realest thing. It went places you only talk about. I could really imagine all the UFO <laughs> stories that are out there. <laughs> I thought the action was thrilling, really exciting. The language was incredible about the things they were doing. I hope to see a lot yeah. more of the Dreamland adventures in the years to come. This is by far the most underrated movie out there. I mean, the I also hope to see a lot more of the Dreamland adventures in the years to come. Uh, we all do. I, I, fingers crossed for a home release. I'd love a box set. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Myros, it's true that while we might dog on these movies, uh, our opinions are, I mean, they're not the only opinions. There's certainly some, some people out there who absolutely love these movies, and maybe they're the filmmakers themselves, but... On the side of Anonymous, uh, quite a few five-star reviews. Um, oh. <laughs> Real quick, um, we should mention that the uh, the star of the film also created Anonymous. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> She's not just oh, yeah, he is yeah, Anonymous. Yeah. Except, yeah. like, yeah. halfway through the film, he's like, I'm not Anonymous. It's like, but you said you were Anonymous. It's like, no, I'm being framed as being Anonymous. It's like, but you're Anonymous. <laughs> That's why I'm worried about that person, because he starts talking about false images of Anonymous. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, that's when things get a little... You know, bloody. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's hear some of these fucking reviews. Thank you. Yeah. The, thank you for derailing my, uh, my my train here. The train needs to. It has to happen, Steve. This movie is fucking digression <laughs> after digression. It's. All right. Well, uh, the five star review. Uh, new action hero David Christians was cool with like nine exclamation points. This is from Joel Beach. Uh, <laughs> this movie was a gem. I couldn't find a movie like this years ago. Thanks, Amazon Prime, for allowing movies like this to come to surface. I think there should be more movies like this. It's a lot like Survivor Man. It follows the character up close as he walks through places like volcanoes and desserts or something <laughs> on Discovery. Except it has all caps, action, guns, drama, science, great realism from NASA stuff. I saw the website, thedreamlandadventures.com. It had some great detail. A UFO book? What? I think this is going to be big. I loved every minute of it. What website? I don't remember there being a website. Colin, where do you think I read that giant screed from? <laughs> yeah, you think he just fucking read the back of his DVD copy? Okay, so more five-star reviews from Michael Collins. Uh, a great movie, must watch. This movie was great. Actor David Christians and best supporting role played by Michael Collins in cameo appearance. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm thinking Michael <laughs> Collins was probably the like the voice in the hotel room behind the door. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, from Rich Poon. Great NASA theme. Not boring at all. Like watching NASA land on Mars. Great story. Website was cool. The dreamlandadventures.com. Remember, <laughs> remember the scene where it was just a computer inside of his car, like a laptop or something in his car, and he set it up and proceeded to play a PowerPoint presentation, and he filmed that off screen with a separate camera. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, also from Rich Poon, a separate five-star release. Uh, movie wasn't boring at all. It's it's almost like he's he's uh, he's coming for our criticism before we even drop it. In fact, it had great NASA-like suspense. What does that it's mean? My favorite kind. <laughs> if you follow things like Secure Team Ten or X Files, this was great. It had a great conspiracy. David Christians was cool. His outfits, uniforms. All the technical things were realistic. 
I felt like I was watching the O.J. Simpson chase again. Oh, uh, yes, what? an infamously thrilling police chase. <laughs> yeah, it's like going 20 miles per hour down the freeway. <laughs> Woo-hoo, I hope there's more to come. The website was interesting, thedreamlightadventures.com. I'm glad to be the first of many fans to come. Maybe he was just trying to say that, uh, you know, uh, maybe he's like, I don't know, the father of the creator or something like that, and he's just trying to watch the goddamn playoffs. And this kid keeps interrupting him like the goddamn O.J. Simpson chase. I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, uh, you know, over with the other film that we watched today or for today, uh, Dino World T-Rex versus Beasley for kids. Oh, we've got Jill Kolf who says five stars. It is hokey. Adults play with plastic dinosaurs. You never see their hands. That's not true. No. <laughs> uh, and shaking the dinosaurs to indicate when it is talking. All have Russian accents. It's very hokey. But it is one of the most entertaining and enjoyable things I've seen in a long time. It's completely family safe. No foul language, no gore, no violence. Just can't be fun. I wish I could give it more stars. I'm sorry, ma'am. The dinosaurs go to hell and are repossessed after death. Uh, from Tristan Reitnar, five stars. This is the greatest masterpiece that I've ever seen. I feel like I have gone on a vision quest. Um, Ooh, I agree. Let's see. Yeah. F five stars what could be better than 1.5 hours of dinosaur figurines with russian accents amazing ma'am it's only an hour long yeah i was gonna uh, say also from Rhonda c very entertaining my grandkids and i discovered this strange show a few years ago when they were when they were three or four year olds i've never laughed so hard and been so entertained by a children's show as i have been with this one are you are you okay they are now six and seven and still love this show Joel. one of our favorite characters is mr spinny <laughs> it's actually quite an interesting <laughs> that that's alarming. That's alarming. <laughs> I love that, Mr. Fucking Spitty. Mr. Spitty, <laughs> yeah. I will fight you for Dino supremacy. So, so uh, by the way, a uh, last thing on on uh, anonymous here is that David Christians does have a book on Amazon as well, which is a large print paperback, two hundred and thirteen robust print. pages. Seems to be oh. filled with pictures. Uh, this can be yours for the low, low price of forty two dollars. Oh boy, that seems fair. Yeah. Yeesh. Thank you, David Christians. Yeah, if you if you guys, so there's the plug right there. If, if you want to buy David Christians book, uh, you can find it on Amazon. All right. Well, um, I, I guess here comes the point where we have to uh, make make a case for our films. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know what? We watched two really fucked up, terrible things this week. Uh, it's possibly the worst combo uh, that we have ever had. We found Easily. a complete new low for cinema. However, I want you to remember that one of these movies is an hour long and the other is three hours long. <laughs> and I think that kind of makes the decision for you. So it, it's a war of attrition. Wow. It, it's, it's difficult to watch this in any capacity. I would challenge you, um, watch 10 minutes of either one of these films and tell me which one hurt more. And I'm going to say mine's, my, my choice, Anonymous, probably hurt a little bit more this week. So... There's my uh, there's my pitch, Myros. Go go ahead and go to bat for Beasley and Spinny. You know I I I will say that Beasley uh, and Tyrex there. I, I, it feels like it's a movie that was born of a, a cynical endeavor. You know they they're out to sell this this to kids. There's no passion behind this. It's just uh, bullshit to uh, make money off of small children. Uh, whereas Christians is is a madman. It. it I, I feel like this <laughs> this almost benefits from its length in a way because, again, at like the 90-minute mark, I was like, oh, my God, I can't fucking deal. And then my brain snapped. 
and the rest of it <laughs> was like a fun brain. ride. And I, and I can't stop thinking about the goddamn thing. And I feel like, uh, you know, whereas one is, is a callous cash grab, I think that, that uh, Anonymous could do some good in the world. Because if you've got uh, some relative who's like off the deep end about QAnon, I feel like if you just sat him down and showed him this movie, they'd immediately go, oh, I guess this is all uh, bullshit, huh? And, uh, you know, the world would be better for it because no one could could sit through this uh, film and uh, believe any of these things any longer. Hmm. My God. All right. Well, uh, Colin, you're you're casting the deciding vote this week. So uh, go ahead, man. What are you going with? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you both picked Anonymous, didn't you? (laughs) No, I think Anonymous is a better film uh, because it's interesting. I don't know. I think Beasley's my favorite character. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of have to agree the dinosaur thing is worse in a lot of ways just because it's cheap and it's shoddy and it's underthought. And the only thing I can say about the other movie is he thought about too much. He did too much and that's what made it bad. So what do you do? Do you reward uh, people that don't even remotely try? I mean, like, if this movie was just filler, if he wasn't really, like, creating a lore, I guess I would be more offended. But he he... Well, it's very shallow. It's very wide and it's very shallow. But he is creating a lore, right? Uh-oh. But oh, he's got a lore, baby. Remember Colin was uh, on the other uh, a couple of weeks ago about how, uh, you know, I, we were talking about that movie SARS-29. And Colin's like, well, when you're, when you're dealing with alternative uh, history, what you need uh, yes! to do is, is script way more than your fucking film. And guess what? David Christian's... <laughs> He, he scripted a hell of a lot more than he filmed. Yes. I, yeah, David Christian's anonymous Cloud Dreams in Atlantis is the full realization of uh, the, the Collins School of Film. Well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bullshitting either, but I have been scripting a CIA story where there is a torture scene, so in case this paranoid weirdo ever listens to this, I didn't steal it from you. Uh, but yeah, he did. He did. Just because, you know, hey, you never know. I, I just don't want to see like a fucking AK-47 in my face, uh, you know, 25 years from now, just because, uh, you know, he got bonked in the head and released from whatever loony bin. <laughs> you fucking psycho. Um, this, no, the worst film is Dinosaurs. The worst the worst film is Dinosaurs. Oh, That's my opinion. Dude. The most unlikely of victories. <laughs> the most unlikely. Dino World T-Rex versus Beasley for kids. Uh, yeah, for, seriously. stunning, stunning upset. <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to beats? reward that? No, <laughs> I just, I just feel like I, I honestly, I thought it was a slam dunk. I'm like, I mean, just the runtime alone, I was like, Myros cannot win this week. It's impossible. That as I was watching it, but you know, stranger things have happened in the world. I guess hey, you're forgetting one thing. We could die. Let's just say the dinosaur film is bad. Okay, <laughs> let's leave the other one alone. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the the unpredictability of this show yeah so uh please don't murder us the dinosaur movie is worse i okay. you know david uh, christians <laughs> by the way we do like to talk to directors and if there's one director i'd like to talk to uh hit us up in the emails david christians optimism vaccine at gmail.com because holy shit yeah, man. man i've got I, i've got three hours or so if you I got, i've got questions <laughs> jeez keep, got questions keep podcasting he's reloading <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So, yeah, David Christians, if you want to talk or, um, you know, if, if you're Roman Prakota and you want to talk about T-Rex versus Beasley for kids, let's let's fucking talk, man. What if, yeah. What if he sent the Scottish guy after us? In the, just in the oh, yeah. What if, yeah. What if he just what if he just had the Scottish AI talk to us? That'd be cool. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so if you want to tweet at us at Optimism Vaccine on Twitter, um, or you can you can email us optimismvaccine at gmail.com. Myros, what's the score right now? Is it eight to six? Eight to, eight to five. five. Eight to five. Oh, woof. All right. Well, I, I mean, you know, I I I gotta make my comeback. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I I've been swinging for the fences lately, and it's it's been tough. It's been it's been a difficult road. But These are, this is uh, the worst week you guys have ever put me through. Well, wait till the next one, Colin. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that's that's what it really stings too for me because you know you put your best foot forward and you find one of the worst things ever created and then you still lose because that's that's what competition's all about. So <laughs> well, together you're making the the worst double features ever. Ever, ever, ever. These are horrible films and they're worse together. So if you ever want to just ruin your night and your weekend, mm -hmm. check these uh, terrible things out together. Great way to do it. Together. Great way to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like I said, you can find us on Twitter at Optimism Vaccine or uh, email us optimismvaccine at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you look in the description of this very podcast, there's a couple of links in there. One will take you to the cost of content iTunes page where you can give us a five-star written review, and that helps us defeat the almighty algorithm uh, from suppressing our, our our podcast. So, yeah, help us out. Help more people, uh, you know, discover the podcast, listen to it. And, of course, we're always open to suggestions, too. If you have a movie that you're like, oh, this is fucked up, you should watch this, send it our way. Uh, particularly if it's really bad, and you should send it to me directly because I need to beat Myros. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then also there's a link that will take you to our Patreon page. So for just a couple bucks, you can join the Optimism Vaccine Patreon. That'll give you access to uh, a bunch of exclusive content, written stuff, podcasts, you name it. And also, uh, from now until I run out of shit, uh, if you donate any amount of money, whether it's you know $3, $5, $20, whatever, I will send you, assuming you live in the continental United States, a, uh, a free movie from my collection could be a DVD, could be a Blu-ray, could be a, a box set of some sort. You have no idea what you're getting. Uh, will it be better than Dino World T-Rex versus Beasley for kids? That I can guarantee, but everything else is on the table. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, it's like you're paying three dollars for a random piece of media. That sounds fun. What a fun thing for you to do. <laughs> so go ahead, throw us three bucks, man. Come on. We need the money. We got to pay for this shit. Podcasting is expensive. Or more. You could also give us five bucks, you know. Yeah, you can give us five dollars. Even That'd twenty-five. Be even that would be even better. Tw twenty-five is fine as well. Yeah. A lot of options for you in terms of how much money you can give us. Actually, there's not. I think those are the three options. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, that about wraps things up. Colin, thank you again for suffering through and casting the deciding vote, even though you were incredibly wrong this week. I'll find it in my heart to forgive you. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next, uh, well, two weeks from now with uh, another Stephen Coleman episode, and maybe he'll finally break and uh, drown us both in a shallow pool. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>